right, brothers, let's open our scriptures in Ephesians chapter 5. This will be the last lesson, Lord willing. The last lesson, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32 to 33. Ephesians 5, 32-33. I'm going to read God's word. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respect her husband. That's God's word. We already see in this chapter, we learn that we are called to be married. Marriage. That's our great call in life. That's a great call that man can and woman can receive. We establish that women have one role and husbands have one role. We also learn that together we glorify God. We glorify God. We learn that the men lead the house and the woman serving in the house. Not like housekeeper, but with that intention to keep the house from disaster. She is under the charge of the men. She will Receive the counsel of men, of her husband. And husband, we need to take care of our wives and children by providing for their necessities, for by providing the counsel of God also. We should to be men, like men that are really desperate to bring our children to church. Right? Should to be a man who carry our family to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Do they hear the God's word? And finally, today we're going to learn, after learning also marital love, the union, we're going to learn the practical of marriage. How we can apply all what we already learned by the scriptures in our marriage. And I think the big idea of these two verses is a long sentence. Sorry about that. But marriage, the marriage does not exist for our own desires. If it is, does not exist to glorify God. It is the point, the main goal is to glorify God. Paul, Paul exhorts us to live according and rightly in our marriage. Knowing that we receive a high calling from God. Both. Me and my wife were calling by God to glorify Him. We serve one another with love. With fear of God. With the knowledge of God. With the wisdom of God. Extra sign the will of God in our marriage. It is a command by God. In his word. That we need to marry. And glorify him alone. 
Look with me the first verse, 32, starting like this. This mystery is great. Paul is talking about the mystery of the, his, the union of Christ and his church. It is a mystery to understand how in the world I have the righteousness of Christ. How in the world I'm saved right now in fighting with sin at the same time. How in the world I have the justification only by faith and by belief. That's a great mystery. But he mentioned and he laid, he laid he made clear that this union that we have between husband and wife, it is not a mystery. It is something visible. Our union is visible marriage. We must to walk, men, like a marriage man. We need to live like a marriage man. If we are, really, if we are married, officially married, we must walk and live according to our calling. In women, if you are married to a man, you must to walk and live according to your holy calling. Marriage is not a sacrament like the false church of Rome believe. It is not a sacrament, but it's a calling. Some men are calling to be married. Some women are calling to be married. Some others not. But if we are married, we must walk according to our duties. Our union, our union with our, with our spouse, it's imperfect. It is imperfect. How it is imperfect the union between me and my wife? Because we are dealing with sin daily. We were sinners. We still have the rest of Adam in ourselves. We're going to commit adultery with our minds, with our eyes. And some others don't going to commit adultery with their flesh. Do you see that it's imperfect? We're going to lie to our spouses. Sadly, that's going to happen in some point in our lives. Now, not take me wrong and say, well, you are saying that sin in marriage is it's lawful. No, it's not lawful. You should to avoid sin and running from sin and mortify sin. But I'm telling you the truth. That you are not perfect. Your union with your spouse is not the same union with Christ. That's why Paul continues to say, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. It's perfect union. And I already say in, in, in my last couple sermons that whatever Christ hath, you have in him. Whatever belongs to Christ, it's belong to you. Now in marriage is not the same thing. Our union is imperfect. Why? Why it is not the same union? Because I cannot see the crowns in heaven that I already received. I don't see myself sit actually with my eyes sitting in a throne with Christ. But my union with my wife 
It is not mystical because I can see myself sit at the, at, at, with my wife together, living together, walking together, edu edu educate the children together, discipline the children together, feed the children together. We actually see with our eyes. And whatever belongs to me, belongs to my wife. But it's imperfect. Why? Because my authority not belongs to my wife. My position in church not belongs to my wife. Not because I'm the pastor, she is the pastor. You see? It is not the same like, the, like Christ with his church. And whatever belonged to my wife, belonged to me. But she calling, she, she um, gifts belong to me. No, not belong to me. Belong to God. Do you see the difference between Christ and his church and marriage in his church? So let me make you a first use and exercise our practice in marriage that we are Unite with our, our, our spouse. We must mean to love our wives with sweetness. They are our flesh. We should betray our wives with sugar, with sweet, with care, with most care, with fear and tremble that the Lord give us to us our wives as a gift and not do or not exercise over authority. You're not a commander in the house. We're not the commanders in the house. We're not the capitanos in the house. We are the, sh the leaders of our house. We are the head of our house. We must to bring solutions to our tables and our problems. Wise most to listen with sweetness, with love, like a sugar, the advice of our husband. Because you are one. Because you are united with your husband until your death. So our duties, we need to exercise with authority and with wisdom from God. Every command that we're going to Give to our to our household, to our house. We must to draw from the scriptures in order to apply to our children and to our wives. Every single listen to me, wives. Every single advice you should to give to your husband must to be draw up from the scripture if you want to have success. Because your wisdom. It's not going to work. And your wisdom, man, it's not going to work. God's wisdom, God's knowledge works and works better for you. We need to treat our spouses with respect, knowing them that they are, they are installed and appointed by God. Our husband, husband, most to receive respect from the children and from the wife. You need to 
you, you, you want your children respect you, then wife respect your husband. Because whatever the children see, they're going to learn. And they're going to pra start practices right away. If you speak your, to your husband with a tough voice, like you train your husband, let me give you an example, train your husband like a kid. That's the way the children, they're going to see the men. He's my brother. He's like my friend. If you treat your husband as a guest of the housewoman, that's the way they're going to see this man. And when these men want to apply, a, uh, apply discipline, they're not going to listen to him. Who are you? You're not. I know you're my dad, but that's it. So you treat your husband with respect. Be the salt. Remember, be the salt in the light of the word. You apply all the scriptures to your life in order to glorify this great Father God. And husbands, we must to respect our wives. Husband, we not speak about our wives with our friends or even with our brothers in Christ. We not bring their sins to the table in our coffee or in our drinking, we respect and honor our wives. You respect your wife also when you speak to her, when you gotta discipline her, when you got and when I say discipline, don't take me wrong that you're gonna excommunicate your wife from the household. No, but you are correcting your wife, saying he, what you did or what you're saying is wrong with respect. With patience, with love, with kindness. All seasons. All seasons. When you're tired, respect. Spouses, you respect. Husband and wife, you respect. All seasons. When you're tired, when you're anger, when you're happy, when you're sad, whatever. You respect your husband. You Peace and there's the suggestion of your husband and the suggestion of his counsel. Because God established this man as the head of the house. And you respect also, husband, to your wife and the way she is cooking and the way she cleaned the house and the way she's managed inside of the house. Because God called her to this, to do this. So you better, you better let her do it with joy. With joy. So you provide whatever she needs in order to have the household right. Like a measure. Stray. So you protect that line. So wives. You want to apply the do your duties correctly? Have a gospel mind. Think with a gospel mind how you're going to acting with your children, with your husband, with your visitors or guests. And remember, everyone looking to his own duty 
especially. Always have in mind that you have your duty as husband, as your duty as wife. Never try to do the duty of your husband wife. Don't even try. It is provision. Let that man provide. It is care, like protecting the household for the evil ones. Let him deal with that. He's a man. Don't be there. Men, if you don't know how to cook a sandwich, don't even try. Let the professionals deal with that. If you can do breakfast, brother, you're not going to go hell. Let your wife deal with that. If you're not a good toilet cleaner, then let your wife deal with that. But don't bother her. Don't, 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 be more, don't make more problems to her. Let her do with joy. And if she's better, if she's more happy with you, sorry, take, that you take care of the children or you, you be with the children in the moment that she's cleaning, but we'll be with the children. And let her do his job. Because she is a professional. She's the one with abilities to do multi things in the house. That's why God in the beginning say, I believe so. That it's not good for a man to be alone. Not complementarism. Not believe that. I'm saying that. The men's, we are not like women's. Women's receive gifts and talents in order to serve in the house. They're the professionals. So respect that. And always having you in your head, men and women, I'm calling to do this. This is not my job. I'm not going to mess with that. But that does not mean that you're not going to help also. If you know how to do a sandwich, and if you know you ha your wife is busy, you do it. Do you see the balance? I'm not going to do anything because I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an idea how to do a, a, a scrambled eggs and pancakes. But that's not mean that I'm not even going to try if my wife is busy. William Gouch, in his book, A Godly Picture of Marriage, say this. Let me quote him. Quote, duty or duty. Is not performed only to me, but it's to my spouse. My duty is not only performed to myself. I'm not working for myself. I'm not cooking for myself. I'm not cleaning the house for myself. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not carrying a gun to protect my family for myself. <laughs> for only for me. I, I, I'm not... I'm not driving long drive to my job only for me. I'm not working extra hours for me. I'm doing it for my, for my family and for my wife. And you wives, you clean a lot of dishes during, during the 12, 24 hours, not only for you, but for, you, for your household. And the Lord bless that. Okay, um, Will and uh, Gooch. Keep saying this, quote. And he asks, why shall 
I do my duty. When my husband does his duty, I will do mine, says the wife, and I mine, says the husband. When my wife does hers, hope you get it. Close call. You have your duties? Not for yourself, but for your wife and for your family. You have your duties? You have your duties? Not for you, for your families. Single ones. You have your duties? Not for yourselves, for for others. You see, God not giving to you all the knowledge, all the abilities, money, whatever, only for you. It's for others. For His glory, for His kingdom. And if you're going to exercise your duty, let me mention this. Do with love. If you're going to protect the house, do because you love your wife and your family. Not because you have to. How many men we can hear in our days in our society saying, Oh, I have to work. I have to work. I have to provide for my family. Or they don't even want to come back to home because they hate their families. You know, you, I mentioned in my, in my sermon for last Lord's Day that we let our children be cared by other children and we spend more time in jobs. Like woman's working outside, her husband is working, and, and in the house is the, the, um, the older son caring from the other kids, preparing frozen meals, eating pizza all day, and hamburgers, and chick filet. It is good we make a lot of damage if we not recognize our duties the reason I have to work hard is for my family not for myself so wife you also if you're going to clean the dishes you're going to clean the house you're going to clean the beds you're going to do your job doing with love if you're going to Clean the carpet or or map. Uh, you say sweep the floor. Do with love. You're gonna prepare a good meal. Do with love. Not because you have to, but because you love your family. You love your wife. Because in in every time that you doing something with no love for your spouse and your family. You are a rebellion wife. Because you're not acting or you're not living according to your calling. Glorify God. So keep that in mind. The duty of the wives, the wives is submission to their husband in the Lord. The only person you have to be submissive. The one who asking you for marriage. You not submit to other Means you submit to your husband. You listen your husband advice. You listen your husband authority. You listen your husband direction. Even if he's wrong, you listen him. Now you don't follow him to worship false gods. You not follow him to sing against God. But you follow him. If he is right and he is Speaking according to the scripture. You, you see your necessity wise. 
to open the Bibles in your free time? If you have a free time? Do you see the necessities? Why is that you need to study the Bible under your husband? Do you see the necessary wives to be seated and listen in, in the Lord's day from the preachers? How in the way are you going to discern if your husband is right or is wrong? If you spend more of your time in other things, not even in the duties that you're supposed to do. And husband, this is also for me and for you. And single ones, this is also for you and for me. If, if you're not spending time in the scripture, listen to the scripture, meditate the scripture, study the scripture, find the way you're going to know that your wife is right or your friends are right or your parents are right. With what discernment, with what judgment, how are you going to judgment? How are you going to judge the teaching of others and the counsel of others? You and I, we must to honor and obey God. You and I. Husband, obey God. Fear God, honor God. Wives, fear God, honor and obey God. Our principle, our main goal, our, the, 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 the thing who is in the middle with fire giving us warm and in the cold is the love for one another. That's why Paul ends this section with verse 13, verse 33. Nevertheless, each individual, referring to husband and wife, among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to that he that she respect her husband. Now, let me make a comment in this verse in the last part, respect. I don't think that word have to be there. That is fear. You fear your husband. Not because he's, will, he's going to destroy you. Not because he's going to giving you. Um, uh, he's going to stun you or something like No, no, no. You fear him because God established him as authority of your household. You're rebelling against your husband. You're rebelling against God. Because God laid him as a representative of the house. It is our duty, husband, to love our wives, not only with feelings, our minds, our flesh, our eyes, with all of us, love our wives. The love of Christ to the church, it is an example. It is an example. How Christ loved his church. How he's loving his church now. With sincere He's not faking the love. He's not giving you things to you in order to you. Alright, so that way you keep silent and don't ask me anymore. Let me, let me give you an example and one use. Well, my wife is asking me for this um, new uh, carpet in the house. And I'm going to buy it because I don't want to listen to her more. With pure love. With pure love. That you must love your husband, your wife. 
with pure love, with no lies, constantly love, constantly love. And in difficult, you love your husband. And in difficult husband, you love your wife. Sickness, death, persecution, um, when there is no money, when there is no job, when things go really bad, you love constantly your husband. Even in fails, failures, even in that area, you love your husband. And lastly, like I say, marriage is a great picture of Christ and his church. God unites us with Christ perfectly with his spirit. That's how we are how, that's how we can walk according to our duties in Christian life and Christian life with fear, with love, serving one another, serving God, worship God and obeying God. So we must walk in according to our duties, practicing the marriage life all time all the times, all seasons. If I if I'm in, in, in McDonald's drinking a Coke by myself, I have to walk like a marriage man. And if you wives are in the grocery store alone, you're walking like a marriage woman. And I can explain this more with details after our lesson. And lastly, wives, respect with reverence your husband. Not because he is strong, not because he works, not because he is the provider, not because he is the one with the wallet, <laughs> but because God established him as the head of the house. And that's how we can, we can also see in our churches, members most to respect and reverence the pastors. Why? Because God established them. And going against authorities that God established, it's anarchy, it's rebellion. If they are doing their job. But how do I execute this responsibility, wives? How are you going to execute that responsibility? Use one by being perfectly united with Christ. That's how. If you are in Christ, if you are perfect, united with Christ, it's, it's going to be easy for you. Because Christ commands, you obey. That's why you must to be in the scriptures also. By listening in family worship the instruction of your husband. By listening the instruction of the pastors. By reading the scriptures. Number two. Use number two. Learning for Christ, wives. You want to serve your husband? Learn from your master. Learn. Because you are called to learn from your master. How your master serve his church. Number three use. Learning from the old woman of the church. Learning for a mature woman how to love your husband, how to care of the children, how 
to protect the household. Learn from older women, a mature woman in Christ. But if you see that I make sure that you be united with Christ and learning from Christ first, and then you can learn from others. In conclusion, brethren, I believe these lessons should to encourage us to go diligent and study more this passage deeply. You you never get you never never get tired of reading the scriptures and applying the scriptures to your life. You know many marriage fails because there is no Bible teaching in their homes. And you probably say, well, I know someone who's not a believer for 50 years and they never cheated one another. They have done some difficult, but then you go inside in their house and you start seeing, you start seeing see those issues in their house. They're going to be in hell if they're not repent for their sins. Because it's not for words, it's for grace by faith alone. So do good to your soul, husband and wife and singles, to open the scriptures and learn from your master how to exercise your duties for God's glory and kingdom. Amen.